of good money to come watch it after we play. They try to take on the fucking game. Shaq, we're on live. All right, what's going on, everybody? The boys are back on the pod. A little bit of a delayed episode this week. We uh, we had some scheduling difficulties because of the finals, the damn finals. But it's a wrap now. The Raptors are world champions. Yeah, folks, there's no folks, more you basketball. Ever about, uh, <laughs> you ever think about how uh, the Toronto Raptors won the National Basketball Association championship, but they play in Canada. Yeah, they're from freaking Canada. From freaking Canada. It doesn't make sense. But yeah, basketball is canceled. It's over. Yeah, I can't believe we've been bested <laughs> by those uh, hokies up there to yeah, our neighbors to the north. Are they playing uh, with some freaking hockey sticks or something? Yeah, I saw today that they're the only team to ever win a championship with more than, like, three international players, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. And also, Toronto's not racist. Yeah, well, I mean, not like uh, Milwaukee, you know. Yeah, not like Milwaukee or Boston. <laughs> uh, they're It's a good city. They have, like, the conservative sick guy who, like, uh, sits courtside, so racism has been erased <laughs> <Yeah>. in Toronto. <laughs> that was the funniest threat. <laughs> Like praising that guy, and then it just turned out he was actually. <laughs> like yeah, he like supported like Rob Ford. <laughs> yeah, awesome. He's like a car dealership owner. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yeah. Milwaukee but, uh, is very racist, though. To be fair. <laughs> it is pretty racist, yeah. Um, because we live here, obviously. <laughs> Parody. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke. Um, no, but I don't see race. Yeah. Uh. NBA season is over, which means it's, uh, it's the end of basketball until September. So that's the show for this week. Yeah, I got so pissed off when the game ended because there was no more basketball to watch. And uh, I have to wait for the draft. What do I do now? Yeah, what do I do now? Now that the basketball is over. Um, no other basketball to watch, that's for sure. Folks, you ever heard of the big three? Yeah, I don't even like like calling those people out. But it's like, just be a little bit more self-aware. <laughs> like, yeah. come on. <laughs> like, there is, like, other basketball yeah. to be watched. Uh, yeah. And I feel like the WNBA is as popular as it's been in, like, a few years. Like, I feel like there's more awareness to, like... At least people are projecting to be watching it. Right, yeah. It's at least, like... People at least seem, like, interested or, like, aware of the league in a way that they definitely weren't, like, even a few years ago, which... Oh, that's definitely good. But yeah, I don't know how much people are actually watching or like actually reading about it and stuff. But yeah. I think the TV ratings are pretty good. So, I mean, I even understand, like, I feel like if you grew up watching the NBA and not watching the WNBA, it's like harder to get into just because, I don't know, there's like the historical and cultural background to like being a fan of a sports league for like a while like you right. kind of followed the narrative from year to year mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to like catch on to that stuff yeah but if you put the effort in and you like are interested in watching basketball there is uh there is a product just for you if you're trying to watch basketball in the summertime yeah uh, it's called going to the park it's called the drew league <laughs> yeah uh. <laughs> summer league you going to summer league this year? No, nah, no, nah, I'm not. Summer league will be probably be it'd be interesting if Zion plays. That's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah, I was 
talking to my roommate, talking that I'm going to have to try to catch a Zion Summer League game. Are you going to be out there? No, I'll watch it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> on TV, oh, yeah. No, I, <laughs> I've had aspirations of going to Summer League, I think, but I I don't know. I Probably not as worth it as maybe... I don't know, people seem to really like going, but now it seems like it's maybe, one, too expensive, and two, it's so popular that like getting tickets would be pretty difficult. Yeah, it's. I mean, I haven't been in a while, but from what I've heard, it's like a lot different experience than it was even like four or five years ago when I went. That's just like a more like corporate and. Um, yeah, it was more niche. I feel like now with like scouting and draft stuff being as popular as it's ever been, like there's just so many people that go to that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you want to talk about the WNBA? The what? Huh? Never heard of it. Um, folks, uh, yeah. So the WNBA is is going strong. We're almost a month into the season now. Still, uh, still a lot of teams kind of figuring their themselves out with all the injuries and stuff. But I feel like we're starting to get a good sense for for what teams are are about. Um. Yeah, there's there's some big news this week. What uh, damn, I can't read my own right. <laughs> I always write this stuff down to like take notes to make this like a professional podcast, and then I can't read what I wrote. Um, oh yeah, so <laughs> the the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans hired Swin Cash. She's gonna be their executive vice president of basketball operations. Which is pretty cool. It's like a high-ranking position to jump into. And it seems like you new know, the Pelicans are like kind of figuring their stuff out. It they seem less dysfunctional than they were maybe like a couple months ago. So yeah, for sure. Assuming that this one cash is a smart hire, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like hard to judge those things, right? But right, but it's it's a cool thing for Swin Cash. Um, you know, like it's cool that more and more women are starting to get into those kind of positions. Like Sue Bird was working with the Nuggets front office front office early in the season and stuff. Yep. Um, and then somewhat related, uh, it's not really like WNBA, I guess, but the Cal women's coach um, Gottlieb, I think, she got hired by the Cavs as an assistant coach. So that's pretty cool. Um, but again, another thing that's like. Hard to really like. I don't have anything to like say about it other than it's cool. Yeah, you know, she it's seems cool. Like what do you want from us? She seems like a good coach, but like I don't know like what she's gonna be doing for them exactly. Um, but yeah, other other news, um, off the court wise, was uh, the women's basketball hall of fame had their induction ceremony recently. Uh, Tisha Penanchero went in, uh, legendary point guard for the Monarchs. Not defunct. Um, and then Ruth Riley also got in. She used to be like the GM um, in San Antonio when they were still in, still in San Antonio, uh, but she didn't last that long. Um, but she was like a good player in college and stuff. Honestly, I don't know a ton about her to be honest. But Tisha's a legend, though. You got a Tisha jersey, don't you? I do. I do have one. I found that on eBay. One of the WNBA's historically great passers. Yeah, but if if you haven't seen 
teaches like highlights, you should you should check it out. She's pretty flashy player. Yeah, that shit is so fun. Like assist wise, like Courtney Vandersuit's been like breaking all these records. She's been breaking teaches teaches records. Um I wish they had like more like footage wise or like old mixtapes and stuff like they do with the NBA wise because Tisha I'm sure would have some like, pretty crazy ones. Um, and then also off the court still all-star voting uh, has is now underway. You can you can like vote online or something on the WNBA website, but you gotta like sign in and like put put your address in and stuff. Yeah, uh, they might come after you. There's like a lot of work. So, uh, but democracy dies in the darkness. <laughs> so get your vote out there. Yeah, <laughs> you got to make your voice heard. Uh, vote, vote for John Quill Jones. John John Quill Jones, Brittany Sykes, Natasha Howard, uh, Chelsea Gray, Alex Bentley. Yeah, vote for the cool players, uh, none of the lame players. Yeah, we don't want votes for any boring ass players. This is the all-star game. Yeah, it's supposed to be cool. Uh, Plus, they give, like, the fans the vote, so I don't know. They're expecting to, you know, get the technically best players. Yeah, I feel like... I forgot how the breakdown works in the WNBA. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But I feel like it's going to be a weird all-star game this season because, like, you probably have, like, seven of, like, top 10 to 15 players in the league aren't, aren't playing. So like, it's going to be a lot of like n- all uh, like regular all-stars who aren't there. So like, uh, it's probably going to be a lot of newcomers, which is cool. Like we might not have the same star power, but that'll be a cool experience if like I don't know. Like I mean Natasha will probably make it or some like Yeah, Natasha. Uh, Natasha has, I think established herself yeah. pretty early this season. Yeah, for sure. But uh Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good example too and it's just <laughs> it's uh, not happening. Um <laughs> anyways. <laughs> uh <laughs> then uh like Dantas or something makes the all star team. Yeah, Dantas she had like like six threes today. Yeah, she but they lost. Hit, um so it doesn't matter. Uh then what else happened? Yeah, the links suck. Um Jordan oh yeah, Jordan Canada got hurt, which is unfortunate. Um but good news is it seems not super serious. But she took an awkward landing when they were playing the Mystics the other day. They made, like, that huge comeback in the fourth quarter. Um, she, like, landed weird on her leg. Um, but they said today during the when they were playing the Sun, they said that it's only going to be a bone bruise. So I think they, like, technically said she's day-to-day, but who knows with that. Um, she, like, it's not really clear when she's coming back, but at least she didn't, you know, tear anything or... Um, yeah, that would have been a huge hit if they would have lost her as well. Yeah, because well, I don't think we even talked about this, but just because Jessica Shepard tore her ACL too right. from the links, um, so like, coupled with all the other injuries, like to start the season, that would have that would have sucked. Yeah, they're um, playing like Shavante Zellis at backup point guard now. Yeah, I, I think Blake Dietrich started today when like she, I don't even think she was like on a roster to start the season. Yeah, I don't know if Atlanta had her on the road because she played for them last year, right? Yeah, I think she was the dream's last cut, maybe, hmm. a training camp. I don't know. Um, and then 
Other news was uh, the Wings uh, finally finally added Megan Gustafson to their regular roster, so the Iowa basketball fans can stop freaking out. Um, I know there was like a lot of people going nuts about that when she got cut um, prior to the season, which I, I understand, especially if you're not like a a huge WNBA fan, to just be like, well. She was like player of the year, NCAA like had all these scoring records and stuff, and then doesn't make a roster. Like, that's pretty weird. But I don't know. That's like the harsh reality of the the WNBA. Unfortunately, is like when you only have twelve teams, there's there's just not that many roster spots for mm-hmm. second round picks. And like the Wings, unfortunately, had a bunch of bigs already. And Gustafson, like, the biggest thing, honestly, is Gustafson's game is just not, like, I don't know, it's not very modern, I guess. I'm, I not, fami- like I'm not familiar with her. What's her What's her deal? She's, like, uh, she's like a dynamite post scorer, but she's only, like, 6'2", six 6'3". Six hmm. So, like, it's just yeah. a little tough when you're, like, a back-to-the-basket, like, post scorer in the WNBA, and you, like, have to go up against... Like, you know, like Sylvia or John Quell or Griner or Cam Beige. Like, you're just, it's going to be really tough if you can't, like, step out and hit jumpers and stuff. But yeah, against most teams, like, centers, you're going to be at a, like, severe height advantage. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. What, I mean, it's cool that she's, like, on the roster now. Um, hopefully she, like, sticks out through the season. Like, she's definitely skilled. She's just... I don't know, sometimes players run into that. I mean, we see it at all levels where it might not be about your skills, but sometimes your size just... No, it's tough. You get... (laughs) Sorry, we're watching the Simpsons (laughs) movie. (laughs) (laughs) Bart's drinking alcohol. Damn. Damn, what a crazy kid. Yeah, that Bart Simpson, he's a little shithead. That kid, that kid ain't right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about Gustafson, but that's cool that she made a roster. Um, I think that's pretty much it. And then there's one other like, kind of big thing was Natasha Cloud is doing a media blackout for the Mystics. Um, there's been, like, in the neighborhood that the Mystics' new arena is in, there's been like some shootings uh, that where bullets are like, going into schools and stuff, um, which is obviously fucked up. <laughs> uh, like very clearly not good. Um, and like Cloud was like pretty upset about it, and like for good reason. Um, but also, like not just that it was happening, but that like the mayor and um, like the councilman in that area are like weren't doing anything about it. So she was like she was on Instagram um posting videos and and like sharing her thoughts about it and then um when they played the storm the other night she did a blackout where she like got up in front of the locker room and told the media that she would only a- answer questions about gun violence. Um and I like th- I don't think they've had any home games since then but I assume that her plan is to continue that Um, because, like, she, I don't know, at least, like, the way she made it seem is that she wasn't going to 
let it go until she got like some sort of response from the mayor. So yeah, I don't know. That's pretty cool for for her. Um, yeah, it's good to see her. I mean, <laughs> it's just like crazy, right? Just like, like school being just like I don't know, catching stray bullets. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that is so absurd that it's like almost comical. Although it's not, I'm not laughing, but. It's that is just insane to think that I don't know, and to think that politicians wouldn't really seem to do anything yeah. about something just so like out of this world, crazy. Um, but yeah, no, I and it's cool that like not only that she's doing it, but like she seems to have full support from her teammates. Um, so like that's good that they're not like obviously like that's a good sign of a good locker room. And, like, just also they're doing the right thing. And, like, even, like, other... They talked to Gary Kloppenberg, uh, King Klopp, about it. Um, Like, even he was supporting her. Um, So, yeah, it seems... uh, I remember... I think the... Liberty did something similar to this, I feel like, a few years ago. The Liberty and the Fever. Um, I can't remember. I think it was during the like police violence stuff but I don't I don't want to speak like out of hand <coughs> I don't remember the exact details but I don't know it's cool to see like WMA players continuing to be like social justice or like make trying to like SJ, SJW yeah, is that what you're trying to call SJW it? yeah it would be funny if she did have a teammate that was like pro-gun <laughs> she's like I don't know this is the public sphere <laughs> She had a teammate that's trying to debate her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, she's trying to hold a, a media blackout, and then, like, the other half of the locker room, there's, like, some teammate is over there. Just like <laughs> <laughs> I'll answer your question. Ben Shapiro wants to debate her and then play her one-on-one in basketball. She, ben Shapiro is, like, would be the shortest player in the WNBA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is he, like, a Celtics fan? I don't know. Is that... Maybe. I feel like he's like tweeted about basketball, like the NBA, of course. <laughs> ben Shapiro. Just some things I like that's to think and laugh about. It's our first. I think that's Ben's first mention on the podcast. Congrats. It won't be the last. We're having him on next week. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> he finally found someone willing to debate him. Yeah, Lots we're going to have a conversation about like trans women in sports. We're going to debate him. About the merits of like Joanna Man. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say. No, yeah. We got Eric Nemchuk coming on to talk about the sky who are, I mean, sort of precariously sitting in second place right now. But yeah, I've been pretty I've been pretty impressed by them this season. Three game winning streak. Yeah, they had a, they had a really good week. Diamond to Shields is killing. Yeah, she is an official We're On Live all-star. Yeah, easily. Especially, like, her gla- her glasses, those, like, chrome visors. Yeah. Or, uh, I don't know what you call those. Goggles. Goggles, yeah. But I don't think she can wear the chrome ones in the games, but those, there's, like, she wore them at media day. They're sick. We'll, we'll have uh, Eric on for we'll his back in a second 100th appearance on the show or yeah. whatever. Yeah, we'll talk to you in a few minutes. Live, 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 live.
our with our guy, our guy correspondent, coming to you live from Chicago, Mr. Eric Nemchak. What's up, Eric? Not much, guys. What's going on with you? Not much. Same old stuff, you know. It's yeah, just easy, easy Sunday evening. It's that time of the week again. I feel that. Yeah, but we uh we had to have you on because your Sky are are on a three game winning streak, second longest in the in the league right now, behind only the Sun, and they're also only behind the Sun in the standings, four and two, in second place right now. Um, it's pretty pretty bunched up, but they have second place to their to themselves ahead of a bunch of teams at four and three. Um, yeah, I mean this was, I think a lot of people. Thought you know maybe the sky could like show some improvement, maybe make the playoffs this season, and you know this is a great start for them. Yeah, I mean, I, going into the season, I I was I strongly believed that they'd make the playoffs. Um, they're taking care of business, I think, against teams that they should be beating. You know, like I'll do respect to Seattle and and Phoenix and Indiana, but uh, those are all games. You know, the Chicago they're they're very good at home. They've been really good at Wintrust Arena this year. And uh, that game in Indiana was one they should have won as well. So, like, they're taking care of business against teams that they, they should be beating. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's encouraging, I guess. But it's also in the way that they're winning these games. Like, you go into the season, you think, okay, Chicago, it's this team that, you know, they're going to be playing really fast. They have a lot of offense, but not much defense. Their defense has actually been, like, really good over these past three games. Um, and the rebounding has been good as well. So it's, like, not as, like, I don't think they're going to be, like, spectacular in those two areas uh, like as the season goes on but if they can just give themselves a chance like be top half maybe in defensive rebounding and, and overall defense I think that'll be of great benefit to them yeah, no for sure and me and, me and Ryan, Ryan um, before we started recording even any of this part of this podcast like, they kind of quietly have like a pretty deep roster I mean when you can bring Cheyenne Parker and Gabby Williams as, like, your first two off the bench. Like, that's, I don't know, like you said, they're probably not going to be, like, an elite team, but, I mean, that's pretty pretty solid in terms of, like, talent um, in depth, especially when so many teams are, like, dealing with injuries and other absences and stuff. Right, and, you know, to be fair, the Sky had some injuries as well. Like, uh, sure. Jameer Faulkner is yeah. still out. Which has forced uh, the aforementioned Gabby Williams to be playing some backup point guard, which I think has been interesting. Yeah, um, and then uh, Kitty Lou Samuelson is is fractured her wrist; she'll be out for a few weeks at least. So, so that sucks too. But you're right; it does speak to the depth and I guess the versatility of this roster. Because, like, if you look at their best players, like you know, for example, like Courtney Vandersloot is a guard who can handle a lot of minutes. Uh, but Ellie Quigley hasn't really been needed to play heavy minutes because you've got that depth on the wing. You know, like Diamond DeShields is so versatile. Kalia Copper can play the two or the three. Uh, and they've got they've got a good thing going in the front court as well. So, yeah, you know, they, they've got some depth. They've got some versatility. And they've got we, – we talked about this before you know, the show. There have been so many injuries across the league. And this guy uh, – they, they've, they've had some injuries too, but they've, they've had the depth in the, the roster to sustain those and still succeed in spite of them. So, yeah, you know, the, the depth has been definitely a pleasant surprise. How are you feeling about Diamond so far? We were really excited for her coming into the season, and she's had a couple of, like, flops 
for some of her games, but I think overall she's been pretty good and, I don't know, sort of handled this new role that she's been given pretty well. Yeah, totally. Uh, to start the season, she wasn't really healthy. She was still dealing with that uh, that hamstring injury she suffered in the preseason. Okay. So that that was uh, that would explain, you know, her poor her poor showing against uh, Minnesota. But ever since then, like she's really turned it on. Uh, defensively, she's been amazing. On some of the highlights from that Phoenix game where she was uh, the the steals and the block shot, um, she's been really great on defense and just the just the explosiveness. I mean, against Indiana, I think she settled for a lot of jumpers. But there's really nobody in this league who can stay in front of her one-on-one. Uh, so I, I think just it, it, as long as she stays in that attack mode mindset, uh, she's she's going to be really good. I'm I'm real I'm I'm satisfied with how she's played so far. I think it's kind of we agree that she's going to be a superstar. And she, really, towards the end of last season, she kind of spoiled us with her her incredible play. So she we got to keep in mind that she's still young. She's still learning. Still kind of taking the game as it comes to her. I would say. But once she learns how to do that on a consistent basis, I think we're going to see an all-star, definitely. Yeah, I mean, honestly, we were also talking about this, like, because the all-star voting, like, for, is open now. Like, there's some, there's going to be so many spots opened up in the all-star game because of the typical players, like, that aren't going to be there. You have, like, probably seven or eight players that would normally be all-stars that now are either going to be too hurt or, like, have missed too much time or <laughs> just aren't playing. Like, honestly, with the way she's playing, like, it's not crazy that she could make the All-Star team this season. No, it's not. It's not. I mean, you think about, like, I, I get the uh, the positions are kind of, they're liable to be fudged, but um, there aren't many wing players, I would say, that have a much better chance than Diamond of making the All-Star team right now. Uh, I mean, you'd have to... It's kind of weird, you know, like the fan voting doesn't really mean a whole lot anymore. But, uh, you know, I think she's got the she's got the respect from her, her peers and she's got the, the fan base behind her. So there, there's no real weakness in any particular area of voting, I don't think. So, yeah, I, I think All-Star would be a realistic goal for her this season, sure. Yeah, no, especially like with the way she's shooting the ball from three, especially. I think yeah. That was like one of her biggest weaknesses or like question marks coming into the season like we knew how athletic she was like we knew she could play defense we knew like in transition she was gonna be a monster but like does she have the like consistent sustainable jumper and like so far I like maybe a little inflated slightly because she had like that huge game where she like went five for seven or something but yeah. I mean she's been consistent all season like shooting 43 percent that like if Maybe she doesn't shoot this quite this well, but it, it certainly seems like she's going to be a solid three-point shooter. So, like, if she keeps that up, like, she's going to be a real problem. Yeah, I think, uh, I'm sorry, I think one of, um, what I like about her three-point shooting is that there, there's not a lot of shots that have been settled for. Like, a lot of the shots are spotting up in the corner or uh, after multiple passes. So, that's that's what I like about that. Is, is, is that number, okay, it might be a small sample size for now, but they're good shots. For the most part. So as long as she's taking good three-pointers, like, yeah, I'm all for it. For sure. How do you feel that Gabby Williams' backup point guard experiment's going? Uh, I mean, it's, it's it's going about as well as you could hope. Uh, she, like, she hasn't really... Uh, let's put it this way. I think she's got the skill set for it. Like, she's an amazing passer. Uh, she's got great court vision as well. I don't think anybody's doubting that. So she's got... She's well-equipped to do it. Um, it's just that, you know, the, the whole decision-making and, and being in sync with the rest of the players still has 
still has a little bit of ways to go. Uh, I, I think it's, I mean, you could look at it one of two ways. One, you could look at it as a good way in that, you know, like, hey, James Wade is being creative. You know, he's trying to put her in a position where she can succeed and, and best use her talents. And I like that. I, I think she's, I think this is a good idea. But on the other hand, it's like, well, you know, they drafted Chloe Jackson in the second round. And like, yeah, she's hurt now. But before, like, she couldn't get off the bench to play the position she was drafted to play. I mean, I, I don't know. You can you can you can think what you will about that, but I think it's I think it's a good idea for Gabby to be playing backup point, especially because like they're they're so loaded on the wing, you know, with Diamond and and, and Copper and Quigley. Uh, Gabby's might Gabby probably won't have that many minutes available, you know, to play like small forward. And in the, in the front court, like Cheyenne Parker needs all the minutes she can handle right now. So where else would Gabby play? At least so far that uh, he's doing like uh, they're four and two like they're off to a good start. But I think more importantly is like it seems like the players are really responding to him, um, which is like the the best sign I think. I don't know you you probably like are more tuned into that aspect, but I guess like how how have you seen sort of that transition and um, like relationship building? Because I mean like you're going to games and stuff, right? I am. Yeah, I've been to a few. <laughs> Uh, well, he swears a lot, so that's cool. Hell yeah, so do we. That's tight. Yeah, so that that's great. Um, no, but seriously, uh, even in the preseason, like when I was I was watching them, um, he was really emphasizing communication on the court. Like whenever this guy would commit like a foul or something or, or a turnover or whatever, or whenever there was any stoppage of play whatsoever, he'd be yelling at them to, to huddle up and, and to talk. Even even if the referees were like, "No, we got to play. Let's go." Way would be like, hey, talk, talk, talk. So, like, I like that, and I think that's um, that's, you know, they say uh, communication is such a big part of defense, and I think that's a major reason why the defense has been such uh, such an improvement this year. Like, I don't know if that's if that's sustainable or not, but it's he 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 obviously recognizes it as an area of weakness heading into the season. So yes, communication is is vital, and I think he's done a good job with emphasizing that. Yeah, I gotta we're work kind of early. We're gonna keep that it sucks. super long. But uh, uh, do you have, do you have any like other thoughts or I don't know outlook or like expectations? Even like, in the broader but, league too. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I can, can talk, talk about other things. things. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, you're, well, you are primarily the sky guy. Yeah, well, that's your job. That's why you go to games is to be the sky guy. Okay, the sky guy, like not the not the actual sky guy though. <laughs> well, that too. Oh, that too? Oh, yeah, you're, you're doing undercover journalism, <laughs> investigative journalism. That sounds super shady and super cool, so I like yeah, it. Um, okay, so like looking at the uh, at the WNBA stats page, which is which is super dope now, by the way. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to look at it, but yeah, it's 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 the one time in my life that I've actually praised the WNBA website. So, uh, and it's and it's of course all been downhill again since then. But anyway. Like this guy, if you look at like the net rating, this guy still have a negative two point six net rating. But uh, like just the process that process that they're taking of kind of you know like they they don't like I said before they don't have to win games by scoring a hundred points anymore. 
like it, it's it's not like oh well we gotta we gotta shoot fifty percent from three because our defense is just, is just that bad. Like they've actually been winning close games and they've been winning low scoring games. And I I really like the fight. I like the effort. Um, I think that's a good sign. Again, I'm not sure if that's particularly sustainable or not because they've. In all fairness, they've had some some fair matchups in, in their favor so far, so we'll see what happens when the schedule toughens up. But like, this is a this is a pretty decent cushion they've given themselves. Like like four wins already. That's right. that's not bad. I had them around sixteen wins for the season total heading into the season. Uh, they might even be able to eclipse that. You know, with all the uh, I'll, I'll call it parity around the league. I, you know, we have a lot of injuries and stuff like that right now, but um, in absences with the whole Eurobasket tournament coming up. But, you know, I mean, you take the wins where you can get them. And I, like I said, this guy won all the games that they're supposed to. Sure. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get healthy and uh, and keep it rolling. Yeah, it's so hard to gauge what's going on other than, like, Connecticut sort of just, I don't know, running away with the league so far. Pretty yeah. Sure that there's so many injuries and sort of teams coming together to try to, like, figure out how they're, like, Las Vegas, like, which is a team that I think will end up being pretty good, but I mean, it takes time to sort of adjust to a player like Liz Cambage joining the team, and especially a team that is, consists of a lot of younger players. Like, I don't know, it's just going to take a while for them to figure stuff out, I think. Well, no, it's, it, it's funny because uh, they're actually leading the league in, in net rating right now. <laughs> that's that, that's, yeah, that's yeah. super skewed because they beat the Liberty by like a, a billion points the other day, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. People after the Cambage trade were, I think, clamoring and saying that Vegas would be the favorites. I don't know if I bought into that that much, but obviously they're going to be good. It's just going to take like a little bit to sort stuff out. Yeah, and we, I mean, we kind of talked about this a little bit too, but um, we, it's also like a recalibration, I guess, in a way, in terms of like the. The schedule is like more spread out this season, um, since we don't have like the World Cup. Um, it's like we're, it's like taking longer to like kind of see the changes on the court when teams are only. I mean, like the Dream only played one game like the entire week, or like teams are only playing one or two games, like per week. So like we're seeing, I don't know, it's it feels like it's taking a little bit longer to, like just since there's not not as many games to kind of like. Get you know, the ball rolling. Yeah. You know, I, I think that there's like a there's like a positive and negative to that. Like, obviously, I think scoring is down. I mean, I'd have to take a look at the uh, at the stats. Um, although, although offense is usually like the trend is like offenses start slow to start the season, and that that's just the way it is. Do you think uh, there's also just like a lot of scores, like top teams? Yeah. Scores yeah. Like I mean, Diane Tarazi's not playing. Like, like, you know, stuff like that. But you know, also. It gives the team more time to practice. Um, I would say it gives them more time to recuperate, but I, I mean, like everyone's hurt right now. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully that'll mean like by the end of the by the end of the regular season, there won't be so many nagging injuries or or things that need to be cleaned up. Uh, but you know, we'll see. Like the the, the spread out schedule, it's, it's definitely nice. I know the players appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's <laughs> that's all I have to say on that. I think that's all we need you for. You uh, you got anything to plug? I know you were working on some power rankings. Power rankings, yeah. Uh, that's over at hashtag basketball. We do uh, 
we do a weekly power ranking sort of thing, and we have some some new writers uh, focused on DFS and fantasy. So if that's what you're into, um, go to hashtag basketball.com. We've got some, uh, in particular, I believe there are a couple of player outlook articles right now. So if you, if you play DFS or if you play WNBA fantasy basketball, you know, where it's available, uh, that might be of use to you. And then over at Swish Appeal, we're, uh, we're, we're pounding away. So yeah, that's nothing new on the horizon, really. Just, uh, just happy to be employed. <laughs> yeah, congrats, dude. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're going to try to get down to a game soon. We were going to come on Sunday, and but I think it's kind of too near in the future to make it to that Sun game. But we'll have to, we'll have to link up again if you're in town and we're in town. Uh, I'm, I'm always in town because I have no life. So I will see you there. We'll, we'll edit that out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we don't want <laughs> to slander your good name. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Eric. Thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on on late notice, talking to this guy. We'll uh, we'll catch you later. Anytime, guys. Take care. Yeah. Good money to come watch it. After we play, they try to take on the fucking game. Check. We're on live.